Blog Talk Radio. Stark might turn on Io. 
I don't know, but they've been known, WWE has been known to do shit like that. Um, so, EO hit her moonsault, one, two, three. And Zoe Stark, yeah, she can fly too, but I, I honestly don't want to read the whole match because it was insane for sure. So, okay. Raquel, or not Raquel Gonzalez, but Dakota Kai did try to get a cheap one. She did try to get a cheap one by pulling the tights. Didn't work, though. Um, it got a B? Wow. Okay. So, move forward with the next thing. Okay, I don't know why Sports Akita has to break this down. I, don't know. I have my notes, but I also have Sports Akita, folks. That's my other set of notes. All right, well. New champion crown superstar gets knocked out during the match. Okay, that's the headline, anyway. Okay, so there will be a new breakout tournament from NXT. And we got, lucky we got Dexter Loomis, Isaiah Swerve Scott. We got Boa. Which I don't know if there's a purpose for him other than the fact that he's huge. All right, so Bronson Reed, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, Joaquin Wilde, Angel Garza, Boa. So, and the winner, ACH, who's no longer with the company. Isn't that a surprise? Isaiah Swerve Scott beat. Yeah, I know he did, dude. I'm getting to it. NXT champion Karrion Cross calls out Johnny Gargano. And this makes him look strong how? I mean, I got to feud them, I guess, until Great American Bash. Is there a title involved? Yes. Called the NXT Men's Heavyweight Championship, or actually the NXT title. Let's just shorten it. You may be bigger than me, but everyone knows I'm smarter than you, said Gargano. Kind of, sort of, when Austin Theory came out, we knew that was coming. But, but, in Gargano's defense, he is a bit shorter. He has to be this tall to ride the ride type thing, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Karrion Cross ends up beating the ever-living fuck out of both Theory and Gargano. Mind you, I really, seeing that segment kind of made me go, okay, well, if they're going to talk on the mic for about four minutes... Five at the most There's got to be a brawl There was And security came out again So Roderick Strong With Diamond Mine versus Asher And Hale, I don't really care for that one They're, they're showcasing A new group, cool So um, Next on the agenda Is a yawn through this list okay. So Now this is so Diamond Mine celebrates. All right, cool. I don't care. You can kiss my grits. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So Cameron Grimes beat Ari Starling. Why is he facing Ari Starling? Oh, because he laughed about Ted DiBiase's situation. Okay, cool. So LA Knight said, I will give Cameron Grimes a shot next week. I believe that will be Great American Bash. I'm not mistaken. Oh, cat fight in the back. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark confronting Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Kyle O'Reilly prepares for NXT, Great American Bash, and Cole O'Reilly. Her too. Okay. So these two used to be friends. And during the promo, there were some very interesting statements made by Adam Cole. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be standing here today. Kind of true. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly by himself is a talent, but 
Adam Cole did bring up a very valid point. That is, without me, fucker, you wouldn't be nothing type thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100% with Adam Cole. Even though I hate the tiny little bastard, I, you know, he does have a valid point. If it wasn't for him making Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong relevant for stories, <laughs> then... Well, I don't know where those three would be. The fact that we don't see Bobby Fish anymore, so Adam Cole does speed man. NXT News also okay. Well, this next match, Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. You know, if it weren't for certain outside interference, then you know that's what. I mean, I don't have words for how bad this is. And then she got KO'd. Mercedes Martinez actually got KO'd by Zylee. So I don't. After reading through, actually watching this match, I mean, some of it, and flipping back and forth, I turn around and I see a replay of Zylee knocking out Mercedes Martinez. I don't really believe in this bullshit, but I guess I'll just play along. You know, watching it and enjoying, supposedly enjoying it, but um, But you know what? I'm answering your questions as best I can, folks. And if you have any more questions, you can actually call on the show at 213-943-3422. That's 213-943-3422, toll free. It's not going to cost you anything. All right, moving on. After that horrid, you know, display of uh, everyone says, well, it's a work. Everything's a work. <laughs> you fucking asses. I love you to death, and I love you guys. Um, so this is the next page of my notes. Tag Team Champions MSK come face-to-face with Ciampa and Tempty Thatcher. So MSK will put them gold on the line. I bet you MSK retains. I bet you, if anything else, uh, we have William Regal seen back with Saray, any Japanese phenom, whatever. So I, I'm going to tell you, the North American Championship, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed. Now, a guy, Isaiah Swerve Scott's size, ideally, right, would get knocked the fuck out by a guy the size of Bronson Reed. But seeing as how they want him so badly... Goodness, you guys are great. I love you. That's why there's the pause. Uh, re-kicked out. Wait, wait, wait. Re-blocked the house call and turned Swerve inside out with a lariat somehow. Okay. From what I recall, there's probably... 
Isaiah Swerve Scott actually wins a title. Okay. Okay, well. A house call in the ring from Hit Row. Am I really that surprised? No, because this finish doesn't bother me. It actually makes pretty good sense because as skinny a bastard as Isaiah Swerve Scott is now, that puts attention on the North American Championship, kind of, sort of. There's no doubt that, you know, Isaiah Swerve Scott's very talented. It's just I really feel like my partner in crime would have no inkling or care now that he's got the title with a group that fucking... I swear to God, they they did their job. Give them that. I just don't. I'm not fond of them at all. They really screamed to me like, "Okay, here we are. We're a group. We're gonna roll through all of NXT. It doesn't matter who you are. So that means if Finn Balor or someone else comes back to NXT, they're probably gonna shit all over him. I don't think so." I mean, yeah, you know, you could possibly tell each other that what's going on in NXT is quite sad. I mean, what happened to the group that basically set themselves apart from the main roster, the group that everyone would chant NXT at a fucking house show? And this was on main roster shows. I'm not playing. This show, I mean, it's better structured. It's getting there. I mean, I'm basically saying it's getting there because I'm not ever going to be jumping ship and joining the uh, the bandwagon for AEW. Simply because I've given it a chance, and boy, you know, there are some debates that really don't go anywhere because I've been told that all WWE cares about is um, making it a show for children. I mean, honestly, AEW's got to be thinking, what can we do to put WWE out to pasture. Even though their ratings at one point dropped down to 411,000 viewers, they still surprisingly, not well, not surprisingly, two times the viewership that NXT has. And that's because when you put together a show that garners less than 300,000 viewers, and this is on USA Network, and that, that begs the question, What the fuck is going on? I mean, they're going back to live audiences. People are getting their vaccines. Some of them, not all of them. And I don't care to talk political shit on this show. But son of a bitch, if you have people that are already getting vaccinated or vaccinated late, my biggest fucking concern is that when NXT goes back to doing live arenas, are they going to be perceived as, you know, this this group that can dominate airwaves again, you know, with awesome new faces, fresh new talent? They just, I just stated earlier at the beginning of the fucking show that ACH 
who won the breakout tournament, the NXT breakout tournament in 2019 or 20, whenever. All I can tell you is there's these fresh new faces may look familiar to the super fan, but unless someone big comes back from the release list, this is my humble opinion on the whole entire show. I'll save uh, the venting, you know, for later, if you will. I gave you a bit of a teaser. So I guess my favorite moments of the show were probably L.A. Knight, Cameron Grimes, and, of course, the women's shot. My least favorite? You guessed it. Hit row, I say, is where Scott winning the North American Championship. Is they going to just put that on him because it's going to get into the heat? Probably. Probably because... If um, I saw a bunch of people walking around going hit row with a former NFL dude, I really won't care for them. They're not really, they don't speak volumes to me as a group. They just say, hi, we're a group, and we're just going to be the biggest assholes on the face of the planet. whoop de do fucking do It's called Nation of Domination, New Day. They get, you know, those groups... We're both booed and cheered in the same sense. Just different time periods, man. So I guess what I'm going to tell you next is I want to just... There's some parts of me that want to scream bloody murder because Best Phoenix wasn't there. No, because Wade Barrett and uh, or Vic Joseph was there. Yes, because... Don't we believe that Nigel McGuinness could do a way better job than Wade Barrett or even Mauro Ranello to help these broadcasts get along or go along or flow better? No. It wouldn't matter who you put on the audio for a commentator because I can tell you what, the show that I witnessed, some parts of it, some tidbits, when I watched, rewatched on Hulu, when I rewatched it again on DVR, I'm just going to tell you. Great American Bash is coming up soon, and I'm just going to tell you how I feel. I feel personally that there is probably less people watching NXT simply because when they turn on their TV, is there anything that's cool that'll make you go, okay, cool, I want to tune in the week after and the week after that? The casual fucker who just flips on their TV and saw what they saw. I mean, the knockout was something that you can't not unsee, that you can't feel emotion about. Wow, that really fucking happened. Cy Lee really did knock out someone Mercedes Martinez's size. Am I missing something? Am I not? Is there something that I'm not understanding as to why she has to job to somebody that's like twice less her size? I mean, Mercedes Martinez looks like an absolute beast. And you're having her job to some Mortal Kombat character that comes out with a sword to make things, you know, somewhat interesting because Zaylee technically was on a losing streak because she was boring as fuck. And then you add the 
Mortal Kombat-like character, and she somehow... She's somehow part of the fucking show. I mean, she's short as fuck, and she has some some uh, semblance of superhero powers. Like, really? That's too campy, cheesy, pathetic, if you would. I know I said I would save the Zen King for later, but I just got to vent a little bit. The fact that Mercedes Martinez got knocked out by Xylee makes me wonder, what in the fuck is going on? I I caught wind of a lot of shit, you know, a lot. So, just scratch my head and think. I'm messaging you as best I can, sir. Yes, I believe yes. So your question, Jim from Nashville, is do I believe that WWE will resurrect what's already been lost? Um... What exactly are you talking about? Uh, is it their talent? Is it their zest for a good show? What's the question, man? Got to specify. Yeah, I found it too. I found it too that, you know. I found that moment where I just found semblance of peace, man, when I didn't watch live because I feel like I don't pay attention, so that's why I watch replays. I watch it in live, actual live. I'll probably only watch about 32 minutes worth of programming. So you ask me why, why I don't watch it all the way through, it's because I got ADHD, and especially when it comes to... Um, Uh, um, yeah, I found peace not watching it because the reason is, or the reasons are, one, they're literally putting together a show that's becoming kid-friendly, and kid-friendly is boring in the world of MMA, boxing, wrestling, so on, so forth. that answer your question, my friend? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Awesome, dude. That's awesome. All right, folks. I normally don't do this, but this is the point in the show where there are several expletives involved in the following content. Off the Rails Uncensored is a coin and phrase podcast that began on March 7, 2016. The viewpoints and opinions are not reflections of the actual companies in question, WWE and AEW. I cannot guarantee you that the opinions and viewpoints will not offend said random parties involved listening to this podcast. If there is any reproduction, likeness, or semblance thereof or off the rails uncensored, there will be prosecution to the fullest extent of the law, and you will be fined $45. All right. 
So the old thing goes, you know, buckle up, fuckers. It's time to get this show on the road. Be ready because uh, it's going to be fun, man. We're going to add a little flavor to this, I think. Just by a little difference? No, I'm just kidding. Actually, yes. Let's add some flavor to it. Music's kind of the same. It's just a little added remix. The monkey's in the truck. Let's show them what's up. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. with you all what went down on Tuesday, yesterday. Allow me to elaborate more on the uh, actual title heading. It seems to me that whenever I turn on WWE programming, there's a problem taking up the microphone and giving certain roles to certain people is fine because that's the job of creative and production is to make sure that the ship sails smoothly and doesn't hit the fucking iceberg and sink like the goddamn Titanic. But unfortunately, right out the fucking gate, (laughs) there was no problem. Until certain points of the show. And this has been an underlying problem for NXT in the last two years. They got rid of guys like, they didn't get rid of, they were called up. Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, unfortunately for Donovan Dijakovic, I really, at this point, I almost want to tell you that that guy, that poor guy, Yes, I'm getting messages on Facebook. Lovely. That means... Let me rephrase. Let me restart again. So WWE has had a problem releasing talent? No. Calling up guys too soon? No. It's just... I think that each roster should mean... You know, if they're already at the level where they're going to get a call-up, it's because... VKM... Has a business boner for guys that are of size and that have talent and that can offer something to his table of talent that's already been established prior, you know, for prior NXT talents. So I got a question for you, WWE: Are you stepping it up, or are you just mirroring the competition? Because I've noticed there's like a new faction or two, you know, Hit Row, 
Diamond Mine. Imperium has been there for a couple years now. Undisputed Era is no more. I mean, you've got The Way, which is an intergender group. So, I mean, there's like several groups going on that kind of make sense and with their respective feuds. But I got to know something. Are you guys trying to give us new looks and sticking with them? Are you sticking with The Way? Are you sticking with Imperium? Are you sticking with Hit Row? Or are these groups eventually going to, you know, just disband and completely go independent? Because the last few attempts at factions in WWE haven't gone all that well. I mean, the New Day is no longer, I mean, I don't know if they are a group or not, but they're a group, kind of, sort of, with Xavier Woods and and Kofi Kingston and Big E on occasion through pay-per-view. But what I'm getting at is, I've noticed that Kyle O'Reilly is wearing jean jackets. You know who also wears jean jackets? Orange Cassidy, the guy in AEW who is over with the fans. And, I mean, when there were live crowds, if it were Kyle O'Reilly imitating Orange Cassidy, then they're not going to say it outwardly, but not just that example – but the factions that are popping up like Daisy in, or Daisies in NXT, please stop. This is a plea of insanity. Please fucking stop popping up random factions and naming them, you know, names that actually fit. No, <laughs> please stop popping up with random factions and giving, you know, the runaround with what you're going to do with them. Also, is Karrion Cross supposed to be some, you know, superhuman athlete? I mean, the guy fucking no-sells just as bad as Raquel Gonzalez. And she's gotten better in some aspects of the selling game. But Karrion Cross took a super kick from Gargano and just absorbed it and got up and did the Ultimate Warrior bit, God rest your soul. He did the ultimate warrior bit where he got up and literally just no soul to fucking super kick and a knee to the back of the head. So fucking shit. I get that Austin Theory had to come out and kind of lay the groundwork for Gargano. But I'll give you, you know, there are certain examples of why the black and gold brand needs some help in some areas. When your main event is the North American Championship, that's not the issue. When you have a tiny, scrawny, no money win, that's you know completely up to production crew, the creative writing staff, and that's also up to the fact that Bronson Reed is probably going to get a call up to Maine. Because why? I just said it fucking earlier, probably ten minutes ago. He is what you call a business boner for a certain somebody. He's big. He can move for a big guy. He can moonsault. He can do moves that big guys ain't supposed to do. I don't know if Karrion Cross is getting called up. Fuck. If that's the case, does that mean Gargano becomes champion and now it can actually be a fair fight? Or 
does he retain because Vince didn't see anything of him other than his eye candy, which she might get a call up, which I'm not sure, but yawning is how I feel when it comes to watching the black and gold brand because it used to be you'd be on the edge of your seat. And I've said this a million times over. I'm getting sick of saying this. If you want my honest opinion on whether or not they're doing it to mirror AEW, God knows why they would do that. can't really explain Other than the fact that when you turn on the TV and you see how the show is formatted, I think it's time to flip back and forth again. I already do it, but I'm going to do it again and see what the fucking problem is. Because AEW, aired, you know, the NBA playoffs are almost wrapped up, so AEW's got their spot back. But again, the question, aside from all that shit, are they? Are you guys really stepping it up by making no old barred matches and having kendo sticks involved? That There's a lot of questions going on. Are you guys stepping it up before you get an audience? Because an audience is highly important in anything, not just wrestling. I want to know because the ratings are twice as less you know, than normal viewership of AEW. So, what's your version of giving us the real? Hang on, because it's raining out here, sir. That's why. But if you have any questions, comments, concerns, Russell underscore radio, Russell Radio Network, forward slash Facebook.com, and my Twitter handle is at underscore Brian Rails. Be train over five thousand, whichever. There's so many burning questions. Not just burning questions, but like, why did you do this? I spent so much time and energy watching wrestling to the point where I want to know what's wrong. I want to know why WWE isn't pulling in what they're supposed to be pulling in. Like a certain wise man said on a podcast, you want the competition to be at their best. But it feels like some of the employees, they're both, it's like one had great supply and the other one didn't have any writing. And the other one had great supply but no writing. So there's that, and I'm not going to spend time wandering around in circles, but I've got some legit questions that I need answered. I know you guys are going to put on, I know WWE is going to put on a show. I know that AEW is going to put on a show. What I don't know is this is for real you know if this is how they're going to be with audiences boy I am ecstatic as to how people are going to perceive them alright so I'm going to end it right there because I'm starting to doze off just thinking about this shit 
So join me and Pizza Simpson for a slice of pizza and another edition of Off the Rails Uncensored. Kind of frustrated. Just a little bit tidbit. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And last but not least, thank you, Germany, Ireland, Spain, Mexico City, Mexico, Tokyo, Japan, Toronto, Canada, Montreal. Thank you to everyone that listened and has messaged me through Facebook. I thank you all. I don't know what I do not know where we would be without you. So, um, yeah, monkeys in the truck. Toodles, bitches, I got to go to sleep. Got to get some shut-eye for tomorrow. I love you all. Thank you for supporting the show. Continue to listen. Download for free on iTunes. It comes out the very next day. Or listen live on a blog talk stream and call in at 213-943-3422. Have a good one. Toodles. Once again, bitches, for the second time or third. The coastal personality. The coastal personality.